What is up, y'all? This is Mike, welcoming all of you great fucking country music fans into episode 29 of the Hippies and Cowboys podcast, where we bring you the best of the country music world like nobody else will tell it. On today's episode, we are joined by the great Jamie Wyatt, and we are going to chat about her fantastic fucking new album. It's called Neon Cross. It's produced by Shooter Jennings. You'll actually find him on a track, as well as a couple other notable guests throughout that album. We'll talk about all of that and a whole lot more on today's episode. First, I want to let you all know that this episode could not happen without the great folks from Meatocracy. Whether you are a meat producer or someone like me who just likes to eat a shitload of meat, this app is for you. You can download it in just seconds. I did it. It is so easy and instantly you are connected with local meat producers. This saves you time, it saves you money, and it saves you right now the risk of going into the grocery store and getting COVID. So you stay at home, you order from an app, and most importantly, I think, is you know exactly where this meat is coming from and you're supporting your local agriculture. And all you have to do is download this app and get connected with those local producers. Now, it's time for the fucking show. We're starting you off with a single off of Jamie Wyatt's new album, and this one is called Goodbye Queen. Enjoy. There will be a goodbye queen Yeah, there will 
All right. That was Goodbye Queen. New one from Jamie Wyatt. Got this new album out this year. Um, right. We're really excited about it. I know you're excited about it. And Jamie's joining uh, Garrett and I today from her car. <laughs> and, and we're going to bullshit a little bit and, and talk about uh, this new album we got. And we're really excited. So, Jamie, welcome in. Hey, man. Thank you so much, you guys, for having me on. Yeah. Uh, our pleasure. Um but yeah, that was that was good. Bye, Queen. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about about that that song and and we started it off because because we like it. So bring bring the folks oh. in right to the show. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Um, I just I've been uh, on the road for several years, and especially the last three years, like just consistently, just always gone. And so the concept behind Goodbye Queen was that. I was like, man, I'm I'm never never gonna get a girlfriend. I I'm always gone, and nobody's really interested in that. Um, you know what I mean? It's just like, right. Um, literally, it was just yeah. like, yeah, nice to meet you. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. So. Uh yeah. So anyways, it was just kind of a road dog song, I guess. Pretty classic theme, but um. But, you know, I tried to make it fun and uh, at least yeah. uh, something to tap your toes to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it sounds Certainly. great. I mean, it, it, it stuck out for me as uh, as one of, the, yeah, like kind of like you said, one of the toe-tapping songs when yeah. I felt like for a lot of for a lot of the new album, which is called Neon Cross and came out uh, May 29th, I believe. Correct me if yeah. I'm wrong. For anybody who That's hasn't right. listened to that yet, you need to go check that out immediately following this podcast. But uh, that was a song among, amongst the others that stuck out for me as, yeah, a toe tapper and kind of one that you seemed like you had quite a bit of fun with. Not that uh, you would have not have had fun with the others, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, actually, and specifically like this one, I finally got, well, not finally, but I always try and like bring in like 90s country references because I grew up listening like heavily listening to 90s country mm. um i grew up working in barns and uh that's it was the you know the radio that was when like everyone still listened to the radio and right. uh, that was always on in the barn when we were working and so it was 90s country and it just had a big part uh shaping my my love for country music um my parents listened to a lot of like what we would call alt country back then like steve Earl and lucinda um mm. but but for me, like 90s country was where it's at. So I really got to channel that into Goodbye Queen, like especially with that that telly lick. Um, it's right off the top mm -hmm. uh, of the song. And I just I, I'm always trying to like it's not even that conscious, but I just realize it when I'm writing. And um, and I was just like, you know, Shooter produced the album. So I was like, dude, we got to make sure that like we get some of that that solid 90s country gold in there. And um and he was, of course, our supporter of that. So that's uh, awesome. Hopefully, that vibe is there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. And I mean, I th I feel like uh, for for a lot of the rest of the album, I mean, you really it seemed like every single song I caught myself like thinking like God damn, like you're you just showcase your <laughs> voice so so well on a lot of these mm -hmm. different songs, oh, cool. especially. I mean, you you open up with that, you know, I mean that slow burn like kind of big ass yeah. ballad at the start and then i mean 
that kind of gets you like locked in to like, okay, let's, you know, this is what this is going to be now <laughs> for the rest of the album. Yeah, and, I know, uh, dude. It's killer. Yeah, that, that was crazy. It's, Thank it's you awesome. so much. It's I'm awesome. So it, what, a way to, what a way to open an album. I mean, like, like, look, after I listened to it a few times, Thank I was you. like, that was a strange, like, song to start with, I feel like. Like, usually oh, you get those in the sure. middle or the end, but you just kick things off and said, fuck it. Right? <laughs> exactly. It was just kind of ballsy. And honestly, like, I can't, I can't take full credit for that. That was Shooter's idea. He was like, dude, this would be, because how it happened was like, we were so excited about that tune. That was first, you know, the opening of the album um, was the first time that I'd ever performed on piano live. I write on piano a lot, but I'd never done it live. And um, anyway, so Shooter's like, dude, kick it off with this song because we've been playing it for our friends, just the, the demo versions and everybody like just is silent after that song. So if we kick off the album with this really strong ballad, then it's like everybody's you're like the listener's like settled in yeah. and is like committed. If you can't it's kinda of one of those things too it's a rite of passage. If you can't make it through the first song, it's like I don't know, maybe it's not for you. But it's but if if you are able to connect then then you'll be able to connect with the other emotions that exist within the song, you know. Uh rather the album. Yeah. Yeah, like it was yeah. fun. I don't know if I noticed it even that much, like the first time I listened to it all the way through. But I mean, on the oh, third good. or fourth ones, then you start thinking about it. You're like, what? That's just a strange placement. It seemed, I don't know, it seemed like, um, but like you said, it, it makes perfect sense. If that's what you were going for, it certainly does the job. <laughs> yeah. Especially, I don't know if you feel that, I don't know if you feel like you were trying to make it all one you know cohesive piece or if you kind of like were the were your were the tracks really very specifically meticulously thought through like that or did you kind of just that one in specific had kind of a little bit of a purpose for it and then the rest kind of just flowed um did i have a specific thought process around putting the that order, song the first, order of the songs like the you know order. you know what i mean oh, how yeah. i mean if you're just listening it yeah, to as one cohesive piece or where it was it kind of yeah. just we're going to start with this and then the rest is going to come together. Yeah. You know, sequence was something, um, shooter had a big part in the sequence. And then we also, we of course like went back and forth. I had a couple notes, but for the most part, it was large. The sequence was largely in part to shooters vision. He's like been a radio DJ for years. Right. He's been making albums for years. I I came up the reason I like became a fan of Shooter Jennings was because I listened to his radio show. And so really when he was like, I have a really good idea about sequence, I was like, For sure you do. For sure it's gonna be great. <laughs> you you did uh, right Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. I was like, I, I totally trusted him with that job and there's maybe like one or two things where I was like, Hey, maybe it should just you know this song should flow here but um yeah see sequence is definitely um strategic but it's strategic to us not for like it wasn't for like you know normally you put your radio hit right off the top of the song and all that stuff but for us it was like right. flow and vibe was so is is and was so much more important to us in in deciding uh the sequence mm -hmm. so they yeah, you're right it's like that the vibe and that flow and that that makes a, a lot of sense i think mo even more so for like the kind of country music that that you are like the, the whole underground red dirt honky yeah. tonk kind of the the fans of that music 
like we buy albums, you know, like I feel like the mainstream fans will buy the, the radio singles, but like a lot of the fans in, in this realm of the, of the genre, I think they're a lot better at buying albums as a whole. And that's why you see on the charts when somebody releases an album, you'll get like three or four of the top five country albums for a couple of weeks are these Red Dirt bands. Um, which is always really cool to, to see when that happens. But I think it's just because the fans, they appreciate the full album. So, like, we're going to sit down and listen through, um, whereas if people who just get their stuff from mainstream might just care about what they hear on the radio and buy singles. Yeah, but, right. Totally. So I think, I think that's cool that you're thinking the vibe, listening through it. I think fans of yours and fans of this kind of music, is that's going to even flow or vibe better with them, you know? If that makes sense, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm so glad. No, it does. <laughs> yeah. That's just a theory I've had is that, that fans are of this kind of music is they're better. They're better. In, in almost every aspect. <laughs> <laughs> almost every way. But that's that's a big one too. <laughs> so how how did Shooter end up uh how did how did Shooter end up in the producer's chair like did you you know did did he because i think you got you guys toured together at some point right yeah we toured together um we met in los angeles and uh he and his wife actually his, his wife had a big part in kind of connecting us and, and taking um and suggesting that she and shooter go out and see me play in a tiny little bar in LA and um they just they wanted to make a he wanted to make a record with me right away he was like uh man I'd love to record like your voice is rad and I'd love mm -hmm. to uh record you and at the time it was right before I put out uh, my last album felony blues and so that was like I was like yeah dude this is a dream come true but like I just made an album and it's done and it's coming out um, so he was like, no worries, like, just hang out and like, we'll go on the road together and, and we'll connect and, and talk about music. And, and so that's what happened. We spent a lot of time on the road together and it was, it's actually super cool because I really feel like, you know, um, he influenced me a lot and, um, as an artist and as a songwriter, he influenced me a lot because I was, you know, listening to his music all the time and hanging out with him. Um, mm -hmm. and, and then we would just talk about music all the time and, um, and he really also got to know my voice even better and my like my songwriting style, my performance style, just by, by like hanging out and playing shows. Um, so it was really cool. And then at the same time, then there were other like producers that came into the fold that we considered because um, I was like, oh, man, maybe we're too good of friends now to like make good work. But I just mm. man, it was, <laughs> it was like that was just me being cautious. Um, but really, it was like it became very clear to me that that shooter has this god-given talent to be a producer uh he has an immense gift and intuition and he's also um uh we communicate really well so it was just clear that shooter should be the one to produce mm -hmm. the album that's gonna be such a cool relationship to have with somebody who's producing for you that like you said like he he you know he probably had some kind of traces of influence in these songs as you were writing them yeah um and then, you know, being around him and just getting to know him. And like you said, getting to see him play, him getting to see you play each night. Like, that's got to be... Right. I, I can't, you know, I'd imagine that that relationship can only bear, you know, really fruitful things for when you're trying to record an album. 
That's crazy cool. For sure, dude. It was it was super cool. And and like he saw me through he and his band, um, mm-hmm. and his band played on Neon Cross. Mm-hmm. All those guys, like mm-hmm. we were on the road together a lot, and they saw me through some kind of crazy shit in my life that I would just be like they just saw me like getting my ass kicked by life. Right. And um so we we all kind of at least I can speak for myself, I really bonded with all of them. Mm-hmm before we actually got into the studio to make the record so in the studio I, studio i really feel like their support made me do better in the studio and then like all our sort of love for each other and all of our like just you know camaraderie was like it came through in the music and in the performance yeah and like probably few you know so. i'd imagine like feeling comfortable with those you know that group of people and being open to their suggestions yeah. because like you said you do trust them because you've been around yeah. them for so long right exactly exactly they had suggestions and then also sometimes i would just be like dude like do you think i'm doing this right and they're like so they're like they would just turn around and be like you're solid like this is <laughs> killing don't worry is about it. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome that's <laughs> so, really cool for sure for sure it's a, I, I don't so, imagine it's often that that happens like that you have those those kind of relationships so that's you know man. that's killer yeah it's crazy i don't think like the, honestly i I wonder if I'll ever make a record quite like this right. with that vibe, yeah. you know? I know we I would definitely like to work with Shooter again on a record, but I don't know like if that this exact situation will ever happen again. Mm-hmm. It's just that's why this album means so much to me. Yeah. Definitely. And one one thing I'm always super curious about is that the the whole L, like you you meant you said you or you mentioned that you uh you got to know Shooter in in LA. And just the whole L.A. country music scene is something that, that is just not thought of very, very right? much. But yeah. we talked to, to Sam when he was on here quite a bit. And I know he mentioned oh, yeah. he mentioned you as a part of that scene, too. But it's always so interesting to me because it's like when I think of L.A., like that's like the last probably thing that comes oh, to mind. <laughs> but, yeah, but you got a bunch of transplants in Los Angeles. So, you know, mm-hmm. my buddy, like I moved to LA because that's where I got a record deal. Um, when I was like really young. So mm. I was, let's say I eventually, I moved down there when I was 19. I got my first deal when I was 17, but I went down there wow. and I met this dude, um, Ben Riddell and he was from, um, Kerrville, Texas. So mm. he had come to LA and he was doing, you know, his version of honky tonk music and growing mm-hmm. up in Texas and brought that to Los Angeles. And we were playing like, this was like, you know, so many years ago, uh, yeah. we were like playing around these little clubs in LA and like Lucinda would show up and like, um, everybody that was, a you know, cause LA is still a stop, a major stop, right. but it's, it's, I think it exists because, um, you know, everybody's coming from different areas, but also there is this sort of what started to happen like 10 years ago is they wanted to revive, like the old school um, LA country scene, uh, hmm. you know, even, you know, when Bakersfield was happening, they were, they were coming down and they were recording at Capitol records. Um, that was, you know, as in the sixties and in the seventies, but then that uh, the Palomino and hmm. nudie cone was mm-hmm. in on Lancashire in studio city. And the, the Palomino was right in that area as well. And uh, people like, and the, and in the 80s, it was still there. And people like Jim Lauderdale and Lucinda Williams were out in in Los Angeles. So a lot of people have been real devoted in trying to preserve the L.A. country right. scene. That's something I'm passionate about. Right. Um, but it's, yeah, you wouldn't think 
but man, if you, there's still that, that bloodline, like from Bakersfield to LA that is devoted to country music out right. there. Um, right. And you got, like, yeah, you know, Dave and Phil Alvin too. Um, uh, from, uh, wait, what's the band? I'm, is it, it's not the blasters. Is it the Dave and Phil Alvin? Um, oh my God, somebody's going to crucify me on this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but uh, it's not, us. somebody not will know though. You. I don't have internet connection. Okay, cool. Well, they, they can, they can, um, if you're listening and you know, Dave and Phil Alvin, um, what band they play with and you're a fan, um, me too. <laughs> me too <laughs> that works Perfect. that works well said yeah. thanks thanks i was like that's the best i could do for a save oh, that's okay somebody will figure <laughs> it out in mouth. works okay. for us <laughs> put it in the comments yeah there you go yeah totally um, please tw- tw- yeah. tweet it jamie uh, <clears throat> yeah totes, totes. tweet it you can tweet at us too because we we didn't help at all no no um, it's okay (laughs) uh shall we talk about the next song we're gonna play a little bit yeah um yeah jump into it okay so the the next one's gonna be uh just a woman i think the thing that's uh a lot of people even if they uh are just getting into your music jamie would be uh the the feature on this one is going to catch a lot of people's eyes um but yeah that being jesse coulter if you want to talk about how that relationship came to be and and a little bit about the song yeah yeah totally we so just a woman um i'd written i was looking for i thought to myself you know what this is like seems like someone really much more wise than myself should sing harmony on the chorus and and we had actually thrown around a few names of who we thought should come sing on it but then i was like I mean, duh, like, Shooter, do you think your mom, like, can we hire her to come sing on this? And, um, and I had met Jesse, um, mm-hmm. his mom is Jesse Coulter. Uh, yeah. I'd met Jesse several times. And I think the last time I saw her was at, um, Shooter's birthday party. And, um, she's just like a, a total sweetheart of a lady, but like, she's, you know, she's not retired, but she doesn't have to do anything mm-hmm. that like, right. and I'm, and I think people <laughs> ask her to do stuff all the time. So, I was prepared for, you know, a no, but Shooter was very confident that if we asked her, she would do it. And I was like, all right, I guess, you know, he had played her a lot of my music and she enjoyed it. But, uh, so she signed on to do that and she recorded it, uh, uh, remotely from another location. And then, um, I got the track like via email. And I remember I was with my mom driving around LA Mm -hmm. and, um, and we totally were just like, like crying, like tears of joy. It's so, so moving. It meant so much to me yeah. to have, you know, Jesse Coulter on there. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, I mean, like a country music staple, like history, like, you know, like that. Yeah. That, that'd be chilling. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's amazing. Yeah. For sure. Well, let's yeah. jump into it's it. It's gotta be an honor. Um, we will let you all have a listen to just a woman from Jamie Wyatt featuring as we just talked about, Jesse Coulter. Enjoy. There's not a man in this world I would rather be Though I have dreamed 
taking flight on feathered wing. I know it's not like No, it's not likely When you speak to me like a little girl And we all need a friend in this changing world Show me a door that does not close once open Once again, this episode has been brought to you by Meatocracy. Meatocracy is the best way to support local agriculture and fill your freezer for a fair price. 
Head on over to the App Store and download today and sign up completely free. Meetocracy. Power to the producer. There we go. Good enough. Okay. We're back. We're back. That was <laughs> that was just a woman from uh, from Jamie Wyatt off her May twenty nine re- May twenty ninth release Neon Cross. Uh, hope you all enjoyed that one. Heavy on the steel, and uh, I love I love the one line in there. Uh, Wasn't your mama just like me? Um, yeah. Really, really, uh, really good message in that tune, and uh, definitely a standout Thank on the you. album. Um, Thank you. Yeah. We, yeah, uh, that is a hell of a line. Um, yeah. Um, do you? So um, how how has the uh, how has the reception been going for the album? Like, because uh, you released it right smack in the middle of all this bullshit that's going on. Yeah. Like, how how has right. that been different? And how has it maybe been? Has it been better? Has it been worse? Like, what's what's been going on? <laughs> do you know? I mean, of course, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I wonder. Yeah, you know, I feel like I was when I was on the road, I was growing my audience um, much quicker, like I was reaching people, it seemed like faster. But it's just a matter of, you know, um, I always try and take the best from a situation. There, there's, you know, I'm, I'm safe, I'm healthy, I'm all those things where um, I'm still very, you know, I joke about it, but I'm, I'm very, uh, hashtag blessed, but like it, but I mean that, you know, <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, I really mean that. So I try and take the best from the situation. Yeah. Pandemic, um, seems like a weird time to release an album because I'm not able to tour on it. However, I mean, everybody is, is in need of entertainment and of, right. um, you know, ways to be introspective or ways to just kind of, uh, you know, music is always somewhat healing. Um, so I, I find that it is very important. And, and I, for that reason, I stayed on schedule with the release and, and I thought to myself, yeah, even this, even if we're not touring on this for a while, like I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, so I'm starting to do some live streams and I've got some creative, um, projects coming up, some, um, like a mini documentary I'm working on. That's like via remote interviews with other artists and myself that's really cool and like you know it's just yeah it's all good i mean sure i'd love to be out there playing it i'm stoked but it's just there's i trust that there's there are benefits to this too i mean i could have mm-hmm. been sitting there like you know with n- no excitement you know yeah. if i didn't have a record right and I wasn't going on the road, there'd be like no excitement. I probably would be kind of like, de- like depressed. Yeah. I mean, sure. I get depressed for the world sometimes, but like, you know, but really I, I think I'm uh, doing okay. Yeah. I mean, I-, I liked what you said there about, uh, you know, everybody kind of needing something to, you know, everybody's stuck at home. Every, you know, everybody kind of needs something to help them get by and music's healing. And, uh, you know yeah. a, a lot of the a lot of the content in in this album is all really you know in, introspective and uh kind of in that in that same lane so i i agree i think i think it it definitely does have the right. ability to both entertain and heal and and maybe you know just give people what they need at this at this point yeah absolutely that's that's my hope man and and i don't know i don't know if you're like me at all but i i haven't ever created anything as cool as like an, an album not even close but anytime I'm, I do something and I'm proud of it like 
I can't just sit on it. Like you just want to like, like if I made an album, like I would drive myself insane if I had to sit on it, you know, especially if you're sitting on it for like some outside factor, like the pandemic, that's Mm -hmm. totally out of your control. Like I think you'd lose some, if you're anything like me, I would lose my sanity um, for sure. Dude, but no, you're right. And on that, on that topic, it was like, yeah, we'd push the album a little bit and it had been so long. It had been like a few years since Felony Blues. Yeah, um, And I was just like, man, it's burning a hole in my pocket. Like, it's got to right. come out. Like, and people, you know, I want I want to share this. So, yeah, I yeah. was very excited and anxious and eager to, to get it out in the world. Totally feel that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but overall, I mean, the the reception and everything's been good to it. Like, you know, do you especially especially yeah. being like mostly like you said you're not touring it's all digital like how many of those uh album yeah. reviews and shit do you sit and just scroll through or do you try not to read that stuff or like you know i try not to re- well i try media, not to all that read. Fun stuff. usually people will tell me if it's yeah people will tell me if it's like if there's a bad review then i'll be like ah. Oh okay they're entitled to their opinion but i'm not gonna read it yeah, sorry right, right, right. <laughs> it's probably I'm, best. I'm very self-critical i know where i need to improve mm-hmm. i don't really actually need to hear it from someone else right. but um i mean uh mostly really it's been great uh a lot of great press that's awesome and um yeah a lot of great write-ups so i i really have read a lot like almost all of them because of that so um you know it's i'm just I feel very fortunate. I've worked at this for a very long time. Um, so I don't believe it's luck, but I do feel, like I said, again, hashtag blessed. You make your own luck. Uh, because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I have a proposition. What's that? Garrett. Sure. Yep. Rapid fire. All right. Ooh. Be rapid. Rapidly and fiery. <laughs> All right. All right. Rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Take a deep breath. No. Get in the zone. Yeah, get in the yeah, zone. It is. Get in the zone. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. You okay. go ahead. You can start. What's your most prized? All right. What's your most prized possession? Oh, prized possession. Mm, uh, okay. Damn. I got this really awesome, like, 60s Guild nylon string guitar. Damn. Ooh, sweet. I That's love cool. Guilds. Oh, yeah, and old guitars. Like, awesome. Like Mike, like Mike said on the break there, like you don't have to answer it immediately. You can think about it if you want. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. we're just fucking like, with you. Yeah, yeah, I know. I feel like that's a solid. It doesn't answer. have to be rapid. No, at all. it is. You can, yeah. you can take your time. <laughs> yeah, don't, be, don't don't freak yourself um, out about it. All right. Okay. Cool. Answer. Okay. Good. What's your favorite gas station snack? Oh, at the gas station. I mean, also like um, semi like a Coca Cola addict. Um, mm. so yeah, I like. I'm obsessed with French fries too. So really like, uh, French fries and Coca Cola is my most favorite activity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and gas stations. I'm really good at gas stations. Um. I also love it when they've got that like stock cold brew on tap. Oh, um, oh yeah. At the, yeah. Like yeah. So that's pretty fun. Right. I'm a big cold brew. And you fan. know, like, it, it, oh, cold brew is the business. Um, 
So, but occasionally, you know, I like to, I love to spend a little quality time in front of the uh, chip aisle mm-hmm. in, mm. in a, uh, in a pilot or a flying J. I just like mm. to, you know, soak it in and browse. see if they got some good kettle chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Browse, browse too, you know, cause occasionally like I, you know, I like to think I'm sophisticated and I go for a kettle chip, but like occasionally I just want to get into some of those Cheetos or like yeah. Cool Ranch Doritos, you know? Oh yeah. Ooh. I'm a cool ranch guy. He's a goat. They got that oh, yeah. purple bag, whatever that purple bag is. That's out. It's like sweet and spicy, something. Oh, it's oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's a, that's sweet a chili. For sure, dude. That's a stoner snack right there. <laughs> <laughs> then you really stand and browse in the aisle if you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't I know, know if it's browsing or if it's just indecisiveness. At that point. Or just me, like man, zoning out. Yeah, zoning out. Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Can that's I when the tour you? manager would come up to you and be like, "Hey, we need to go." And he just picks one, and then they just pick one for you, yeah. right? <laughs> totally, oh. Oh. A little hand holding there. Yeah. All right, Mike. <laughs> uh, all right, I asked. I asked this one because you have some immaculate style with the alligator boots, oh. and thank you. You know, you know your style. You know you're good at it. But who do you think has the best style in country music? Oh, the best style best in country style music. Country. You can say yourself. That has been an answer before. I mean, I I do. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but only because I'm so specifically, because I actually kind of pull from my style. I pull from like, I like a lot of like English suits and like mm-hmm. English, you know, like um but okay all right i got one in country music yeah it's country dwight yoakam it's oh, dwight yoakam oh, dwight's tights dwight's tights because <laughs> dude you know too like okay so dwight's another la country guy and like he would mm-hmm. get his jeans um custom made his denim jeans like custom made that's why they're like painted on you can tell uh, so you get them yeah yeah <laughs> totally or he would customize his his uh like older denim or something i remember i went into one tailor there in la that that actually like had a picture of dwight and i was like dang you did jeans for dwight <laughs> um yeah so dwight yoko man he's the i'd say the best dressed man in country you know there is I was having a conversation with Luke Bell multiple years ago, and he said he had plans to write a song called Dwight's Tights. And then he's uh, like, uh, no one's see- yeah, no one seen him yeah. for however long. So I wonder if he ever wrote it. But Maybe he'll I just hope drop he it out of the blue. I hope he did. <laughs> It'll yeah, just show up. Luke Bell's awesome. It'll just be there on Apple yeah. one day. He just drops. He just Surprise. drops Dwight's Tights. Yeah. Dwight's Tights. <laughs> Dwight's Tights. I'm looking for it, the man. Comeback. I'll be looking for it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Um all right. I got on to my second one. Um what song are you most oh, proud of? On the album? Uh or just in general. <laughs> it can be, yeah. it's like, all right, let's no, stick to, we be, can stick to the album if you want. We can stick there. Actually, it would have to be on this album for me cuz it's it's um I feel like I went to some different territory. Um I'm really proud of uh Neon Cross, the title track. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm really proud of a song. Um, it's maybe like a deep cut on there uh, called Mercy. And mm. I, I really feel good about mm. those those two songs because they're like where I was able to bring like folk and country music to 
um, another, a, a different feel. I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. A little out of the comfort zone, maybe. Yeah. 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 Totes. All right. Um, if you had a spirit animal, what would that be? Spirit animal. I'm a, like, I'm a dog. I just, I love dogs. I, I speak dog. I am dog, you know? Okay. So I'm going to get a little bit more specific then. If you're going with uh, dog, not that that's a bad answer. What no. breed, what breed of dog? Cause there's a difference between oh, like a husky yeah. and a chihuahua, you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, because of like my build, I'm probably a greyhound. Ooh, oh, my yeah. parents had a greyhound. It just, just yeah, passed. They're all like but, so right in the field. Oh, but, yeah, oh but, goodness. Such a good Rest dog. Yeah, yeah, Greyhound. I think because I'm like lanky and skinny and like. I feel yeah. that. Right. Yeah, me too. I feel yeah. like that's my that's my spirit. Um, Excellent dog breed. <laughs> um, if you could live in any time period ever, what would that be? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I mean, without a doubt, like if I could be in my mid 20s in the mid 1960s and then like in my 30s and the 70s that'd be a rad because Dude. then right go see merle haggard in his prime go see waylon yeah. in his prime um see like tammy wynette live loretta lynn live like oh great answer. oh man great answer. you could you would be producing shooters albums if <laughs> yeah right yeah, there you go. <laughs> i'd be the i'd be like super old at the board with like a ton of jewelry like, just give me that vocal performance one more time <laughs> i just want to hear so, it from your heart smoking <laughs> one of those big like long cigarettes yeah yeah with like the adapter with a little on tip it, on it yeah yeah <laughs> yeah tip yeah, yeah totally uh, and i'd have like yeah yeah <laughs> Oh. And I've so I have so much gold on. Yeah, so much gold. all of the gold, <laughs> <laughs> all gold. Yeah. All right, uh, this is a fun one because uh, there's a difference between like listening to a song on Spotify and seeing a song live. What's your favorite song to play live at a show? Oh, oh, I I really like playing "Hurt So Bad" live um, because it's it's cool. Like the way that that it sets up. Um, like when I when I just sing the hook, and I love it when mm-hmm. I can write a song where I can like, as soon as I sing the hook, I see a change in the audience, and they're just mm-hmm. like, yes, like fuck yes, <laughs> like I see that, I get to see the results, and, the, yeah. and it's just really fun. It's really fun for everyone. And it's like, oh, cool, that worked. Like, yeah, excellent, yeah, nice. yeah. We'll circle back Perfect. to that one. Um, yeah, that one's coming right <laughs> up pretty soon. All if right, you then. could close forever any fast food chain what fast food chain would close <laughs> oh What's there's the one answer to this there's... oh dude i mean like i can't say wendy's because like a frosty is worthwhile oh dude they got the um, four for four deal too you can get a lot eight. of food for okay a okay understood right but what a square hamburger yeah that's some like, bullshit what? i don't like that come on I agree. You know what I mean? It's un-American. That's un-American. I mean, it's un-American. That's probably not the one I picked, but <laughs> like, it. the square hamburgers are fucked up. I don't like that. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I won't close them down, you know? It's like, Not over that. understand, you know? They worked hard, but like, um, <laughs> you know, but like the square hamburger, it's like, just just take it back. Yeah, just make it just round. Just take it back. Just trim those edges off and yeah, make it make round. Make it round. Eight, you know, be normal. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Or at least make a square Fair bun. Fun. Like, you can't have a circle square bun, bun and a square you. patty. Like you gotta... Yeah, see, visually, it's just not very pleasing mm-hmm. to the eye because it's like, you know, you get the corners sticking out. And it's, you know, I believe there's an old saying like that suck. goes, don't put square pegs in round holes. And in this instance, don't Thank put you. square burgers in round buns. Right. There you go. Thank you. Just a that's, matter of tidiness, you know. Drop some knowledge on the podcast the, here. Hang that in the Louvre, Garrett. I'm just gonna yeah, start. I'm just gonna start saying that instead of when I come across one of those situations. Don't put square hamburgers in, in round buns. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it, and go. just say it like say it's, it like so it's normal. Like that. that's the, actually the same. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. Gra- it's like, like my grandpa always used like to say. That's like that line. Right. That's like that line. Did you guys see Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. Er? Yes. Oh, is yeah. that the, the new is one? Is that the, the one like where the it was one like where they're not... old? No. Right? Yeah, and it's... Oh, that's not. Dumb no, and Dumber 2. I don't even... Dumb and Dumber oh, is, is like yeah, the yeah. different... It's not even the same guys. It's not like... even the people, but... Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 wait. Dumb and Dumber 2. Maybe I'm thinking... You have to tell me which one this is, but the line okay. where... uh, Like, Jim Carrey... I can't even remember if it was Jim Carrey or the Jim Carrey character, who might not be him. I Right. Anyways, right. he goes like... He's like, instead of water under the bridge, he's like, that's water under the fridge. Yeah, water yeah, under the, yeah, water <laughs> yeah, under the fridge. I think that's dumb enough, too. I think get, that's also Ricky. Get, get two birds stoned at once. <laughs> yeah, get two yeah, birds stoned at once. Yeah, two birds The world oh, is your moisture. Pets. Yeah. <laughs> Worst case, Ontario. <laughs> oh, that's what I... Oh, From a good. Canadian there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trailer Park Boys. Um, that's from trailer all right, park i have <laughs> oh i love that show yeah 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 is it my, is it my turn you got one more mike <laughs> i got one more i got i got one more um you can go first well whatever okay all right okay you um it. what was the uh how should i ask that what was the first time i guess that you were starstruck by another mm. musician oh yeah, you know, I tell this story a lot, but it does, it, it did make an impact on me. I have an impact on me. Uh, was I met Bonnie Raitt when I was like Ooh. four years old. And it was one of my first memories. Oh, wow. Um, I met her like backstage at a concert with my parents. And um, I was just like awestruck. And she was rad and good at guitar and great at singing. And she had good boots on. And yeah. That was my first time being very starstruck. What was uh, the last time you were starstruck? I was going to ask that, but... Oh. Ooh. Oh, the last time, um... That can be my last one. That's fine. There, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a, that was an add-on question. Man. I was going to ask it like that, too, and then was I didn't. It? But that's okay. Oh, oh, um, Chris Christofferson. Oh. I met Ooh. him recently. Wow. On the... At the Outlaw Cruise, I was very, I was starstruck. No kidding. Sure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> my, my I'll, I'll do the. I'll do stuff. one more quick one. I'll do the. <laughs> the are you more hippie or more cowgirl? Because hippies and cowboys podcast. Oh right. I'm pretty split down the middle. Um, yeah. 
That's fair. I mean, all I wanted to be was like, uh, I guess when I was little, I just wanted to be like a cowboy. I didn't know that there was like, had to be a cowgirl or cowboy. Um, I mean, to the point where like I wore all, I wore boots, wranglers, a vest, a ginger snap, and a cowboy hat to kindergarten in Washington State, and uh, like, and I dressed like that all the time. That's that's how I dressed myself. I, I was obsessed with cowboys. So, um, but then you know, I also like, my parents were kind of like hippie. Like my mom raised us on organic food and um, out of the garden, and uh, like I wasn't allowed to have like. Sh- like sugar soda or sugar cereal or anything growing up and i wasn't allowed to have video games you know like yeah, yeah. shit like that right. so which i appreciate now right. um and that's why i'm addicted that's why you to have a coca-cola today, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> coca-cola addiction oh no yeah for that's sure so um so i'm really really split down the middle but I, I don't know maybe leaning more cowboy but like in my lifestyle like i am i'm more hippie because just like my you know, it's, but then again, it's like, um, I'm vegetarian and like super health conscious, but like I said, I'll have, uh, I'll have like four to five Coca-Colas a week. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know? It's not that yeah. bad. That's not, that's that not so bad. bad. I mean, I'm not drinking it all day. <laughs> it's not that bad, but it's, you know, you just watched me bad. house a liter of Mountain Dew. So I did. <laughs> I saw that actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just four, five, I haven't five, had a Mountain Dew in a lot of years, so that took me back. I'm just, I'm just thinking of all the people Good I've pop. met in my life who drink pop like all day long, like water, like yeah. I all right. And now I'll tell this story real quick because this is this is gross. I'm not okay. going to say who it was in case he ever listens to this. I'm not going to say his name or nothing. But <laughs> this fella I knew, and I'm not going to say where from. <laughs> he drank extra large triple triples coffees first thing in the morning he would drink another one by noon he would drink pop like he'd have a little cooler full of like six or seven pops in his in like with him during the day he'd drink probably four or five of them if it was a hot day maybe more and then he would drink another extra large triple triple coffee again in the evening oh my god well, that's what you Whoa. call a caffeine addiction, Garrett. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and like, with a side of diabetes. <laughs> that's yeah, a lot that's the of thing. fucking that's sugar. That's the thing. That's mm-hmm. so much sugar. I mean, I love soda. <laughs> like, I love soda. I get that. It's just not good. It's just like, like I, uh, yeah, it just sucks having diabetes. Makes so. my stomach hurt thinking about it. My hurt. My <laughs> stomach no, hurts for, sure. for his stomach. And, yeah. and whatever yeah, that's part crazy. of your body processes all that sugar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the other parts. Too. Yeah, and the rest. <laughs> of all right, all right. I got, I got a quick pop okay. story too. My roommate, okay, <laughs> he looks like Sasquatch. All right, and he he used to. You so look we it over your shoulder because he's in the room right now, isn't he? He's not. No, uh, he's not home yet from work. So we're oh, good. so you could call him Sasquatch. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, I <laughs> he's used to it. Um. But we were teammates at Iowa, but I was a distance runner, and he was a thrower, um, and he threw discus. Like, and he was super good at it, right? Like, one of the best in the – the best in the Big Ten, and, like, he's got the state record for discus throw. He was super good, but he would drink an entire two-liter of Mountain Dew during his event. 
So like at yeah. the Big Ten championships or at the national championships, he's drinking, he's housing a two liter bottle of Mountain Dew in the middle of his competition every single time. And it's like, as a distance runner, you're like, God damn it. Because we like have to watch what we eat all the time. Otherwise, we're going to get sick to our yeah. stomachs because we're racing. And it's like he's sitting there in the competition drinking a full two liters of pop. Mountain Dew. like, Jesus. That's crazy. That's like an ad for Mountain Dew. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You should tell him a two liter bottle and you're going to throw a discus 220 feet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's that's a fact. One for one. I've seen it. Hmm. 100% (laughs) He should definitely seek some kind of an endorsement contract with Mountain Dew. For sure. <laughs> yeah, that's For sure. We, we'll we need to be tomorrow. as business advisors. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, you've made it through oh, the rapid funny. fires. We are done asking you silly shit nice. now. I hope that wasn't so bad. Okay. No, that's fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope Perfect. you had fun. That's, it's, we haven't had any bad reviews yet on the rapid fires. Everybody enjoys that because we ask you some dumb yeah. shit that you're not usually going to oh, get asked. Oh, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> all right well let's let's talk about uh you, you mentioned it before you mentioned how uh you really like the hook and and playing it live um but we're going to end the show with hurt so bad featuring shooter who you've talked about uh quite a bit already but if you want to talk yeah. about that and then you can also plug in your your merchandise and you know, your, oh, cool. your social medias and all that fun stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hurt So Bad. It was cool. Man, um, Hurt So Bad was like the second demo I'd sent to Shooter that would be on the album. And um, and then when we were doing the and and it took me forever to come up with a second verse on that one, which is funny. Uh, I wrote the album so so ADD, so ADHD. Like, that's that's my thing. Um, but the. Uh, so then it was sort of like in we're done tracking it and shooter was like i think because at one point i was like are you gonna sing on this album and he was like i was like you don't have to you know i'm not gonna he's and then at some point he's like i think i'm gonna sing on hurt so bad and i was like yeah you are and then i even made him turn up his vocal in the um (laughs) he was trying to like he's like very humble right his says it's like it was kind of tucked in there i was like nah turn it up <laughs> get you up in the mix we like they want to hear shooter jenny yeah. so um yeah i love it's i love playing the song live um and at one point uh shooter sang it with me live at the on the outlaw cruise and it's just it's so special to have um him on you know singing on the album and singing on this song with me because like that's my homie, and it's just—he's so great. He's you got a pretty dude, good so, little Shooter yeah. Jennings impression there too. That was that was good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple. I do. You can crack one out if you really want to. <laughs> Give everybody your best Shooter impression. Say what? I said you can crack one out if you really want to. Oh yeah, right. Shooter's like, I don't know. Oh god, it's it's, like, it's hard to do it on demand, but it's like, um, oh yeah, just like. Is that bad? He's always like that. Is that <laughs> bad? <laughs> yeah. Uh, nailed it. We're gonna have to. We're, we'll have him on the podcast sometime, maybe, and and uh, oh, he he'll cool. have to yeah. do, do an impression, impression of you. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I will ask him oh, if that ever happens. That would be really funny. If that ever happens. Yeah. That would be so funny. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely yeah, get him we'll, to do it. We'll put it on the agenda. Bye. <laughs> 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 well, thanks so much for uh for sitting down and well hanging out in your car and talking to us. So <laughs> this is a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you. Hope you had a good time. Oh, and, uh, it's great. We uh we were happy to have you on and promote the album a little bit and fi- give everybody a chance to yeah, get you to know you, you a little better. Um, so yeah, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And and all I'll say, if if you have some folks, some listeners that are interested in hearing this album. My name is Jamie Wyatt. I spell it like Jaime Wyatt. So that's J-A-I-M-E. And mm-hmm. Wyatt, like Wyatt W-Y-A-T-T. Um, so <laughs> that's my plug. Since I was a kid, folks would always spell it different. Or they'd like substitute teachers would be like, Jaime. And I was Jaime. like, it's Jamie. It's cool. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, uh you know, and that's where you can find, uh, you can buy the album directly from me on vinyl on my website and you can get, uh, we got some red t-shirts, um, and the vinyl looks super cool. Uh, cause we've yeah. got to put some fun things in the insert and uh, the lyrics all in there. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty stoked on this stuff. So, uh, I'm real stoked on the record and it's so nice that you guys wanted to help me promote this thing. Um, also, you you guys are both not a bad time, so thank you That's for entertaining me. <laughs> That's good to hear. Mission <laughs> yeah. accomplished. I'm gonna call my mom after this. Like, <laughs> That's right. You tell I, your mom. Jamie said. Jamie go. said. Yeah. yeah. She uh, said I'm not a bad time. <laughs> yeah, not a bad time. All those years right. of you telling me I was cool, you were right, mom. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, awesome, dude. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Everybody, make sure that you go check out Neon Cross from Jamie Wyatt, not Jaime. Um, check out <laughs> check out the album. Give her a follow on social media, and definitely go check out the online store. Get yourself a vinyl. Get yourself a shirt. All that fun stuff. And uh, we will leave you today with "Hurt So Bad" featuring Shooter Jennings for myself, Mike, and Jamie. Thanks for listening, everybody. Now I was born, they should have warned me. Now would have turned my ass around. Backed it up and hit the country. Never even make a sound. Time alone won't heal this hurting There's little changes in between I'll be damned if I ain't working They can't take that shit from me What does it hurt so bad? I lost the best I never
listening everybody that was hurt so bad by jamie wyatt featuring shooter jennings third track of the day on the hippies and cowboys podcast thanks one more time to jamie for sitting down and hanging out with us for a little while hope you guys enjoyed getting to know her a little better and be sure to go on over to all her social medias and give her a follow and check out the website and get yourself some merch and a record Once again, this episode has been brought to you by Meetocracy. Go ahead and download, sign up for free, and get started supporting local farmers and cutting out that damn grocery store markup. Save some cash, people. We got some more badass stuff coming your way you are not going to want to miss, so please be sure to go give us a follow on all of the social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, and most importantly, Twitter. That's where you get the first word from us. Please, if you get the notion, leave us a tip at PayPal. I will post the PayPal in the description to this podcast. Most importantly, everybody, if you enjoyed today's episode or if you are a new listener, please, please head on over wherever you are listening from, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff, and please take 30 seconds out of your day to leave us a review, give us a five-star rating, We would appreciate the hell out of you. It sure helps us spread the word and uh, continue to introduce fantastic artists like Jamie to the world. So thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back with another episode right away. Once again, this has been the Hippies and Cowboys podcast, bringing you the best in the country music world like nobody else will tell it.